0: Where are all my friends, Bab Sabo? I'm here. Hello, it's me. I'm your glad friend. you're here. I've been looking. <laughs> I'm here. We've done this episode before. We have. I'm excited though because we're here to do it again for the greater good, perhaps. The
1: greater good.
0: How do we explain that?
1: We are going to make a podcast episode that is clear, concise. For people who are looking to make a big change in their lives, we're yeah. going to talk about how we shifted our careers. Yep. And I think it can apply to any big change that someone wants to make in their life. Yeah. And we're just going to go through a journey of things we learned along the way, tips we have for other people, and it's going to be awesome.
0: Yeah. And the reason that's so important to us is we've done an episode. It's really funny, like looking back at the episode we did <laughs> yeah. where we told your story, crazy time in your life and i'm still so proud of that episode and like it tells your story so well and i I love it but since then so much has changed everything and both of us have really become closer because we've been through this like identity shift of like holy fuck, i'm going to change up my whole life and that's the scariest thing ever but i think we both have felt better afterwards to the point where like damn we should share some of the feelings we felt because there were some high highs and low lows. Low lows. <laughs> low They were low. They sucked <laughs> and they were really scary. But now we're here. <laughs> yes. And my God, do we still have a ways to go? Oh, I'm boy. sure. Yes. But the idea that we could do an episode and basically title it like tips on crazy life changes or career pivots, Mm -hmm. like the title will be something of that sort. And that's really like, let's just cut right into that. If you don't know the podcast, if you don't know us, hopefully it's still helpful. It will be. Yes. So you wrote out basically like a map to that because it was like, instead of having it be like the chit chat and kind of get there, like, let's actually think, like, think about this and break it down. Yeah. The first part of that, I think, is establishing a little bit of the fact that we both had lives that were relatively successful yeah. before making some crazy change. I think it's important to share that though, because it's not like, oh yeah, tried this for a year, failed, wasn't that good at it, whatever, change it up. Like, this was our identities. Mm-hmm. So maybe briefly tell a little bit about what you did and what your life was, and then I'll do a little on mine. Sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I uh, started two companies. Um, I was the co-founder of two companies. One was called Emo Night and one was called Ride or Cry. Yeah. Emo Night was an event that we started in LA uh, where we DJed pop punk and emo music, and it kind of blew up. We got We took it to 35 cities across the US, created a merch line, created all this content around it. It just became this huge... Yeah. cultural moment. And then the other company was Ride or Cry, which was a creative agency. We did, you know, social media, digital strategy, website development, all sorts of stuff for artists and brands. And both of those companies were really cool to build and start and, and you know, just see how they evolved. Emo Night was like a lot of traveling and doing all this really cool stuff. It was nonstop. Yeah. And, uh, Yeah, it was it was like a really, really cool time in my life. Um, And then before then, I I worked in the music industry a lot. Like I worked at Sony Music in college as a college marketing rep, worked at Creative Artists Agency in touring and digital strategy. So I worked in music for a long time and did a lot of different
0: things over like. Probably mm-hmm. 10 years. 10 in the game, years, huh? yep. I, as you were saying that, I was like, fuck, like we both, I think probably committed about 10 years to a yeah, specific Yeah, like 10 thing. full
1: years of yeah. committing to one career. Yeah.
0: That's our identity. That's like going from young adult to like finding your professional path. Totally. And like in those early times, like to me at least, it was like, this is it for life. Like, yeah. I love this. and seeing your life, like, again, to give you credit and to really drive that home. Like, it wasn't even like it looked sick. It was sick. Like, you'd go to an emo night. It was incredible. People, I mean, Phil and Hannah are married because of an emo night, right? right. right. Like, there's there's so much community there. Ride or Cry, the projects, like, they're so fun. Mm -hmm. And like, you still have so much love for that. Yeah. So that's the thing that blows me away and that gives me so much respect for you is It's not like you left because times got tough. It's not like you left because it was failing or anything like that. You arguably left when it was at the peak of like, oh, my God, where is it going to go? Sure. Like the last podcast you had prepared for Coachella, like doing a set for that. Like it was Mm popping. It is still popping. Still popping, for sure. And the reason I want to like drive that home is just because I think – anybody that's thinking about a pivot, you're there's probably a strong chance where you're like, fuck, I've put so much into this. Am I yeah. really going to walk away now?
1: Totally. That's so, what makes it hard where you think, yes. okay, I've put my blood, sweat, and tears into yeah. this thing for so long. How am I going to walk away from that?
0: It's easy to walk away from shit that's not fun or that's not successful. You're <laughs> yeah. like, oh, that didn't work. Go yeah. try it out. But like when it is working, it's scarier. Yeah.
1: So, so what's your...
0: So I guess my story abbreviated version is like, I didn't know what I was going to do in the beginning of my life and had like a really special moment where I became close friends with uh, my friend's band. And I kind of like dabbled with like a sales job and college and then met them. And they're like, oh, you're good at talking to people. Come out and sell merch. And I, I went on, on tour with this band. And then quickly they're like, oh, you're pretty good at business. Why don't you become our tour manager? I was like, I don't know what that is, but I'll learn. And it was just this evolution. It was the supernatural, incredible evolution of growing with your best friends, brothers from like selling shirts to then tour managing to then business managing and learning front of house and basically just being like at the beginning, the one person that wasn't the band and then growing a team and growing a business that was a band. I think we started, I started touring with them in 2008. And I did that up until 2014. It was a band called Set It Off. And I still look back to them and like brothers. Like that was the most formative time of my life. And when I left, again, I'm sure every band has a degree of what they measure success. But for us, coming from small town Florida and getting signed and literally traveling the world, like going to every country I could dream of, like Japan, like all these things. And uh, at the time, you know, we idolized Warp Tour and like getting your Warp Tour and doing that whole tour and... Getting signed to your dream label and like all the things like to us, there wasn't a higher level of success. I'm sure, you know, you compare that to like, I don't know, Taylor Swift tours, like, of course. But <laughs> yeah, for us, it really the was the same like as a Taylor Swift tour. Basically the yeah. same. Yeah. yeah. If I think about the first moment where I was like, oh, my God, am I going to walk away from this? That was the the more important one. Sure of like not knowing what I was going to do in my life, finding the thing, being like, this is it. This is my life. I'm doing this with my brothers. Like, I love this and having success at it and watching it grow. And at the time that I left, it was, again, it was like the tours we had coming up, the offers and opportunities. It was like, wow. Like, I didn't even know it could get this good. Yeah. So it was a really like, whoa, this is the time that I'm thinking about leaving? Yeah. what? So So that's that's actually like, that's a
1: perfect time to, Segue into uh, th- our thought process of of leaving and yeah. and and why we initially thought about it and what what that felt like.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's good.
1: Yeah. So I <clears throat> basically, it's it's actually very weird the timeline of it. But in March of 2020 pretty much like a week or two before lockdown, yeah, um, I had a moment where I thought, okay, I'm so, so unhappy. I'm mentally unwell. I'm physically unwell. I'm thinking that I should leave these two companies because I don't see a way to to heal from a lot of things and to prioritize my mental and physical health while doing these things. It was just so nonstop 24 seven. And as cool as everything was, it was really taking a toll on my health and
0: my well being. And so in
1: in March of 2020, I I decided I'm gonna give it one more year Mm. and I'm gonna give it my all. And I'm gonna make a list of the things that make me unhappy, being here and doing this thing and I'm going to have certain conversations with people around me as to like the changes that I need to make and you know figure out what I need to be happy and perhaps continue staying here and if I can't make those changes then I will have given it a year I know that I did my best in in trying to make it work yeah and when I leave it won't feel like a spur of the moment like random decision which
0: is very like logical if you've built this whole thing that is like your life's work (laughs) yeah so did it work out like that
1: well yeah so i mean then lockdown happened two weeks later and all the things that i wanted to work on were kind of forced upon me right it was like well, here you are, like focus on your health now. You're at home. You're yeah. not traveling for the first time in six years. Yeah. You, you know, I was living on planes and in hotels and yeah. I was never home. And suddenly mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. like literally locked into my apartment and I was just there sitting with my thoughts you know really being really able to prioritize my health I worked out every day I ate like really nourishing foods like I was really taking care of myself yeah and so I think I think that sort of pushed it along a little bit where mm-hmm. I was still trying to refocus on that list of things I wanted to change to stay mm-hmm. but the universe was kind of like, well let's sit with these things yeah. you know hey, here's this yeah and so then a year later really, I wasn't even thinking about it anymore really. And mm-hmm. one day I had just had this intense panic attack slash mental breakdown where my body was like, you have to get out, like you have oh. to move on. And that was literally a year after this. And it, I wasn't even thinking about it, but I think subconsciously I knew the year
0: was coming up in a month. And- oh my God, my friendship timeline with you is fucked up. I, I thought you did it sooner. No, you had a year. I had a
1: year. A you full actually year. did. I did a full year. Yeah, it was almost like it was in March of twenty twenty one would have been a year. Wow, but in February of twenty twenty one is when I left.
0: Right. So it was yeah. It
1: was pretty much a full year.
0: Holy fuck. Um,
1: but that's that's the number one piece of advice I would give to somebody who is thinking about leaving a situation, like whether it is a career pivot or a relationship you're trying to leave or whatever it is, is to really sit down and think about can I change certain parts of this situation so that I can make it work? And really try to give it your all. Try to figure out what your role in your misery is, right? Mm -hmm. Like don't just blame all the external factors for your struggle with it. Mm -hmm. Really try to figure out whether you can do something to change it and make it work before you
0: leave. We were talking about this because we really did want to like give real actionable tips and yes. things that could help anybody if they're like stuck at that, like, do I fucking do it? Yeah. And we were talking about this moment and I have so many thoughts on this, but it's a really, you can't give a black and white piece of advice there because my thought to that, that kind of like backs your point is I think inside there is an honest moment that you can have with yourself where you can be like, am I not happy in this because i'm not doing enough or because i'm not addressing or having the hard conversations and i just want to bail because mm-hmm. if that's the case there's a chance you can fix it and it's i don't i don't think like career pivot i don't the message that i have here isn't necessarily i'm not trying to be like, fucking quit your job no matter no, what like bail no, change it up it. like <laughs> we have regrets in our life for like maybe relationships or things where it's like we maybe actually could have fixed that yes or, like, So I think there's this internal honesty of like, what do I need to do? What would make me feel better about this? Is there something that I am not addressing? Is there something I could do? So your year of that Mm -hmm. I think is really admirable because then it gives you this certainty of knowing like you gave it your all.
1: Yeah. And then, in the midst of a global pandemic, yeah, I really did my all. Yeah. But it helps you
0: like you don't sit with regret as no, much, I think, because you all. really know. And then I think on the other side of that is you also really know like when sometimes like I, I beat myself up over this is I knew at times and I've had a couple other shifts from the band, but that one was like the hardest. That's why I shared that one. But where you do know deep down and you're being too scared to to make that decision and yeah. you know it's time to go. Yeah. And my regret is like, you can't buy that time back. So if it is time to move on, mm-hmm. some of the biggest regrets is like, fuck, I wasted two, three, five years. Yeah. Lying to myself forcing, trying to say it'll get better.
1: Right. So and I it's think that's weird. also a really important thing is to learn to just sit with your thoughts and your feelings and emotions yeah. and really learn to tune into who you are as a person.
0: Yeah. Because
1: then the answers will always be there. And you I think moving forward, I don't think I would ever like do something like that in my life where mm-hmm. I set this timeline of, well, in a year, you know, maybe things will change because I think now I know myself more than I've ever known myself before. And I really trust myself. If I think I should make a certain decision about something, I know it's the right thing because I trust myself a lot now. And at that time I just didn't.
0: So you learned your process. I did. You you learned by confronting something so hard in your life, you learned a specific process of like the questions to ask yourself and to look inward first. Mm -hmm. And then through that, now you can make other decisions better.
1: Right. And it's like, it's like address those things along the way. Don't let things build up where you have to make a list of things that you want to change, oh, right? Shit. Like yeah. as problems pop up, yeah, ask yourself, wait, is this something I need to work on yeah. for myself? Is this something I need to work on with a coworker? Like, as things pop up, work through them. Don't let yeah. things build up. Actually, you know? I have a
0: very simple tool that I could share to that exact yeah. point is like I treat it like I'm a child, like an absolute child of like, am I upset? Yes. Why am I upset? Right. What would make it better? Yeah. And sometimes like with adult life and crazy things like that can be a really big, crazy thing. Like, I'm a. why am I upset? I'm in a job that I hate okay, what would make it better? A job that I love. Great. Well, you can't just snap your fingers and tomorrow be like, job I love, we're good. But just acknowledging that. I remember, uh, maybe we'll get to it in the story, but like I broke my leg in 2019. It was terrifying. I didn't have health insurance. It was this huge, crazy bill. It really fucked me up and scared me. So after, when I got better, I was living life and I had this weird anxiety because I was afraid to live because I was afraid to get hurt and go bankrupt. And I was like, why do I feel this weird anxiety? And I was like, I think I just need to get health insurance. like. And I was like, why Like, why do I feel this anxiety? And I it was like, I couldn't quite put my finger on it. And then I had this like asking myself like a child, like, why? And I was like, I'm afraid to live life because I'm afraid to get hurt because I'm afraid that will make me bankrupt because we live in the United States. Yep. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, fuck, what would make that better? I guess health insurance. And it's so fucking annoying to address that and whatever. Right. But I just asked that very basic question and then found an answer. And I was like, OK, and that helped. Yeah. So that was a, a very useful tip for me instead of letting it compound. And instead of being like, my life is a disaster. I don't know where to start. Like, sometimes you can just ask yourself these basic questions. Like, I don't feel good today. I haven't felt good for a week. I haven't felt good for a month. Like, what is that? Mm-hmm. Oh, this person's been treating me like shit. Talk to them or whatever. Yeah. Like, I do actually believe that if you're honest with yourself and you you let it be simple, that sometimes you can get to those. And maybe the answer of why you feel bad is simple. The remedy potentially a clusterfuck. Right. But that that's one thing.
1: Another thing that kind of like popped into my head is if you're on the verge of making a difficult decision in life whatever that may be yeah. and you think about there's a lot of fear in that right like yeah. of, okay what's the next thing what's the unknown
0: yeah
1: um the way i look at it now is not only like okay and it's so annoying to say like we have one life to live so like we may as well yeah. choose to be happy like that's that's annoying yeah. right yeah even though it's true oh my god well yeah.
0: <laughs> but it's
1: kind of like it's kind of like, let's say I left Emo Night and Ride or Cry, right? Yeah. Or left the music industry. And a month later I missed it so terribly mm-hmm. and I was dying to go back. Mm. Guess what? Oh shit. I could go back. I have 10 years of experience in the music industry. It's not like that's suddenly erased overnight. You know what I mean? Like you can always go back is the thing. Oh. Right? And so I think when you think about that it just becomes less scary. Less permanent. Yeah, less permanent, less scary and sort of like there's also another layer to that where a lot of this the skills that you learn in any industry apply to a completely different industry, apply to different parts of life. It's not like every single thing you learned in this career Uh, is now thrown out the window and you have to learn a completely new set of skills. Everything kind of is the same.
0: Wow. You know? I inherently know that. Yeah. But the way you just said that really like hit me because I'll even think about that. Like sometimes I'll see people in like a basic job and they just don't give a shit. And if I could have like, I got to a point where I worked at a record label and it was like, I should have left a little earlier, but I was like, phoning it in to a degree. Sure. And I'm mad at myself for that because in that moment, I wasn't getting good at anything. But when you are, like when you take so much pride in the thing you do, you have that skill forever. And like, if you're like, oh, I hate tech support. But like, <laughs> if you still like, if you learn that thing, great. If you learn how to talk to people, you can go apply that to anything. Right. I know where my head was at. Like something that I just maybe want to share is like, I didn't know what was next. Mm-hmm. And that was really scary yeah. because all of a sudden I knew my dream wasn't my dream, but I couldn't quite say why. It just like things started to feel different. It's like, okay, well, if I go, if I do this, like what's next? And I didn't know. And that makes it even harder. Mm -hmm. So it's not like it was like, oh, well, today I decided I want to go from working with bands to working at record labels.
1: Yeah, you don't know what's
0: next. And that was really scary for me as well.
1: Yeah, it was, Um, I mean, for me, it was the last year and a half to almost two years have been the hardest of my entire life, Mm -hmm. for sure. And I think it was really hard to communicate that with people in my life. It was really hard to communicate that with anybody. And I really isolated myself, especially in that first month and a half to two months. I literally sat on my couch, cried and watched Love Island. Do I regret (laughs) it? Absolutely not.
0: (laughs) I like that you had a specific show. Love Island, I
1: binged (laughs) it. But who's to say? Um, But it was really, really rough. And I really isolated myself because I felt like, oh, well, I left this thing and now I somehow have left it all. Like I almost felt like I had to like detach from every single part of it, which is really irrational. Yeah. But I realized I was kind of in fight or flight mode. I was kind of in survival mode. And my brain was like, we don't know what to do. So just sit here for a second.
0: Well, also probably like I could maybe imagine a lot of your friends and, like, I view you this way of, like, you typically like, have it figured out. Like, right. I see you. I'm like, oh, well, like, you've got your life together. You're good. That's the
1: thing is so if I've, you I've become wildly good at at figuring life out for myself. So
0: it's almost, like, embarrassing. Like, you don't want to be around people if you don't know. Felt i felt that way.
1: Yeah. But it's like you have to rely on other people to help you through tough times. Oh, no. I'm know? just
0: empathizing with, like, at least I can imagine that's yeah. maybe why you did it. Yeah. Because it's like... <laughs> like when you kind of know yourself and your friends know you as the one that has it figured out. And then you're in this moment where you don't, you're like, ah, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to fade away for a second. Exactly. Let me, I need to exactly. take back. Exactly. And like, I
1: wish I could, I really wish I could go back to that time and, and really ask for help because I really needed help. I was really in a dark spot. And I think from an outside point of view, everybody saw me move on so quickly because I, you know, very quickly started this fitness training program because I really enjoyed working out and even, and during the pandemic like i taught i i sent out this workout schedule to all my friends every week and and built these like zoom workouts for everybody yeah. i got really into just like trying to help people f- you know stay physically well during uh lockdown mm-hmm. And so it was kind of this natural progression. And I think from an outside point of view, I I jumped into that so quickly and started this fitness training program, became a personal trainer quite quickly. And I don't think I showed any of the struggle of it. I I think to people it just seemed like, okay, she decided to leave and she decided to do do this other thing. Like how cool,
0: good for her. Whereas
1: like, it wasn't that simple at all. It was really, really rough.
0: The thing that I wanted to know so bad in that moment is like, when is it time? Like, when do you fucking know? How do you know? What was that compass? Like, did you have moments? Did we did we do that? Just of when you know what's next? Well, no, like for me.
1: Oh, when you know to leave?
0: Yeah, like for me. So it was like, okay, I'm in this thing. I'm traveling the world with my best friends. It's great. And then it started to like not feel rad. And, and for me, the thing was like, I didn't want my views of what the band and the business should should be to influence the creativity of my best friends. Like they wanted to do something else and I saw a different plan. And I was like, fuck, like, I don't wanna, I don't wanna influence their art. And like, maybe my ideas are better somewhere else. And that was like my, oh no. Like that was the thing that clicked. Mm. Like when it was like, I, I felt bad seeing my vision so clearly and theirs not aligning. And it was like, we definitely tried to talk through it. Like there was definitely it wasn't just like fuck you, I'm out. But that was this moment and that's when I had to get into like my pros and cons and like really look at it. And I think I had this inward look of like what's my purpose? Like what why am I here? Why do I love it? Is that found somewhere else? And that like when I looked at that, it was like okay, I love community. I love seeing people be happy. I loved helping these exceptional artists accomplish these goals that they Genuinely needed my help for. Like, it was like, it feels so good to help these people accomplish these things that maybe they otherwise wouldn't be able to. And I was like, damn, okay, like, I live for that. That's great. What if I did that with other people? And it was this really weird, like, that was my I had to be honest with me moment of like, okay, that's the thing I love. How do I keep that going and keep everybody happy? And when I was at that spot, that's, That's where it was the hardest because to articulate that, I can do that really well now, but I like knew that I liked community and I knew that I liked building things, but I was like, why am I going to leave that? I already did that here. And I started to like really just look at my life and, and look at every bit of it to see where I was fulfilled and where I was struggling and ultimately be like, I wonder if I could play the game that I want to play on a bigger scale. And maybe I just, maybe we naturally outgrew this. But that leap of faith, after I even found that, the next step was uncertain. Because I said, okay, this is the thing. This is the thing that I wake up for. How I'm going to do that next? I have no fucking idea. Yeah. But I, I, once I isolated that thing and I separated it from my job, Like almost like my identity and my purpose separated from my job, I was like, okay, maybe I can do that somewhere else. And that gave me enough of a spark to to do the pros and cons and to weigh it out and to have the honest conversations of like, am I quitting because it's hard or am I feeling this? And then was that leap of faith. And then was that uncertainty. But I think that was a really important thing. Like that was the moment where I was like, okay, why am I feeling this way? what's happening next and why do I feel this urge when you can't explain it to your friends that you have to leave? Right. That that was like, I just wanted to share that because it was like-
1: No, it's a good one, yeah. It's
0: scary. Like that's that weird yeah. turmoil time where your friends are all like, but you have it. And you're right. like, I do, yeah, but that but doesn't matter, you
1: know. It's yeah. like you have
0: to stop thinking about what other people want for your life, and you have to really
1: ask yourself what you want. And the second you do that, it becomes really clear, like, yeah. you know, why yeah. am I looking for external validation all the time Whoa, when all yeah. I want is to just be well? Yeah, and, and my moment was just being physically and mentally just at bottom, like the, the yeah. lowest I've ever been, and well, it was like, well, I can't, I have to go and figure this out, you know, but I think another huge thing that I would say is so helpful in making a decision like this. And this is something that changed my life drastically. Pretty much the second I did it is to figure out what your top values in life are. And we've talked about this a lot, but just like what you value most in life. And when I wrote out my top five to seven top things that I value in life, I realized none of them aligned with anything I was doing, right? Mm -hmm. Because number one on that list for me now is health. Like I put health above everything else because if you are not physically and mentally healthy, nothing that you're doing in life makes any sense or what's the purpose of it. If you're not feeling well, while you're doing anything then it takes away from your life experience and so i realized because that was the thing i valued the most it was i I couldn't keep doing what i was doing because i was neglecting the main thing that i valued in life
0: we both had a real laugh about it too because if you listen back to your last episode yes at the tail end we talk about some of the things you're excited about and it's like you can the writings on the walls of like how excited I you about I know. I started about talking about like sleep you, research. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I think that's <laughs> yeah. so magical. I think that's so special that we captured that moment mm-hmm. because it is like, it felt so natural. You're like, yeah, I'm excited about this. Mm-hmm. And then it's like the deeper you went into it, like, I think you probably had to have had those really stressful long nights and touring and feeling your body break down to have that become more literally real to you. Break down, yeah. And then it like it became more and more real. And like because of experience and years in the game, you know your values, right? It's not just like yeah. you chose. You looked at a bunch of words in the dictionary and you're like, "Health, oh, that seems good." Like, right, yeah. That became real to you through life.
1: Yeah, and and now I keep those at the forefront of my brain with every decision that I make. Right? Yeah. It's like it becomes really clear whether something is a yes or no based on keeping what you value most in life. Yeah. Like right in front of you, you yeah. know,
0: we have like different outlooks on it, but we end up in like similar conclusions sure. and you're talking about values and all that. And I'm thinking about like something that I've learned along the way is sometimes the like on paper, looking at other people's like elevator pitch of you and how sick you are that job sounds sick, but it isn't. And a job that doesn't sound at all a life, an identity, a relationship, anything that like Mm -hmm. on paper doesn't sound as sick. It isn't as easy to flex about online. No, totally. It's so much more fulfilling. So if you establish your values and like for me, I was like, well, I really like working with exceptional people and I like accomplishing these things. Like it ended up at first I was like, okay, well, it doesn't have to be this band. It could be other artists and music. And then, like, as I continued, and I doubt I'm at my final form now, but I'm very happy, which (laughs) Mm -hmm. I can say. But like, it was like, oh, I've always really actually loved cars. And then I found these really creative people that I could do those same things with in that. And then I was like, this is magic. So that's like something that I, if I could share that too, of like, when you find your values, don't be afraid to apply them in unexpected places. Because like you're like emo night rider cry the position you had. It's like, you can do anything you want. That's so <laughs> sick. You'd think if you didn't actually understand, you'd think that's the dream. yeah And then you can have something that like isn't as much of, I don't even want to say isn't as much of a flex because I love what you're doing right now. But it's like, oh, it's, it's not a
1: flex at all. It's the greatest thing of all time. Do you no. understand? I think about this every day, every day I walk to work. So for those listening that don't know. I became a personal trainer, yeah, and um, I am obsessed with it. Yeah. like I love it so much. It feels fulfilling every single day, yeah, I walk to work every single day. I'm stoked to go, yeah, I'm stoked to train the clients I have. I get to like meet people at a time in their lives where they're ready to take their health seriously and make it a priority aligns with your values aligns with my values i get to see these people like grow as people and and become stronger and and men like physically and mentally and i get to be some part of that journey for them and every single day it feels fulfilling like with emo night there were so many highs yeah accompanied by the lowest lows Mm -hmm. you know i remember like you know, doing a sold out show at Webster Hall. And I was in my hotel hysterically crying, having a panic attack because I was running on two hours of sleep. I, you know, my back hurt. I was, I was anxious. I was depressed. And then we went and did a sold out show and I was on stage three hours later DJing and just like so stoked, but there was never really anything in between. It was either a really high high or a really low low, and yeah. I had no idea how how to find equanimity
0: yeah and
1: now my my goal in life is to always find equanimity, which yeah. is just this like middle ground of of just feeling peace, no yeah. matter what's going on, you yeah. know, even if something's really cool, like it's just still just cool if something is really sad or challenging all good you know yeah. it's just life we're in Man. the middle
0: just to summarize that though like i think like you said that so well of like when you found your values like knowing your values gave you so much certainty yes where it's like oh cool like emo night ride or cry it's fucking sick like so cool. it's amazing yeah. no, but yeah. it just didn't align it didn't so now when you're doing what you're doing like cool like you don't care what else is fucking sick or what isn't Mm-mm. like it's so far from that i just it's want just to like be you're happy. fulfilled because it yeah. aligns with your values yeah and i feel a similar way so on my side I think that any anyone close to me knows that I'm like pretty uh, in it with like personal improvement, self help books, goals, manifestation, all that. Like I'm really big on it. But I want again thinking about talking to the Andrew that needed to hear this episode. I don't want to just share a bunch of like positive mindset and like these book like fuck off like fuck off. It's it's so it's the scariest thing and like you just want this like real actionable advice or just like. It sometimes it's not what you want to hear. Sometimes like the super posy mindset, you're like, that's great. But like, I, I'm not even anywhere near caring about that. I heard something that I really loved. Actually, this is something that I share with as many people as I can, where it was a dude that I really, really respected. And he was talking about how, and like fucking successful, like multi-millionaire, like owned his own company, like fucking killing it. But he's talking about like how he was really, really bummed, like depressed, like would go home and like pound a bottle of wine and just like watch the news and like be in doom mode and stress about all of his employees. And it was just like the life that people saw that he had versus the life that he did. It was like not it. Chain smoking cigarettes and shit. Like just not it. Not helping. Chain smokers. Not, yeah, it was actually one of the <laughs> chain smokers. Uh. <laughs> so he talks about uh, what he did to get out of that was very human. like It was like, oh shit. Where he was like, I just needed to start stacking good habits to get me out of a bunch of bad habits. And he was like, I would go for a run every day, not because I cared about my health, but because I fucking hated running. And he was like, if that was one thing that I could do and I would get over it and accomplish it, I would be proud of myself. And then I'd start on a positive way. And then that would make me want to do the next positive thing. And then the next positive thing. And if I was running, I wouldn't want to smoke cigarettes because it would like get in the way of it. So then that made me stop smoking. And then if I wasn't smoking, I didn't want to drink as much. And then it was like this like really well broken down compounding effect of that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, fuck, like really understanding the tiny little thing in the beginning, compounding to all these things. So when I like I remember uh, I had moved from Florida, I was living in California, but San Diego and. I was, like, so lost. I had fucking no one. I, I really was looking for where are all my friends there. <laughs> I was just like, all right. Like, I have fucking no money. I have no plan on what's going to happen next. I don't know. I'm so alone. But I was just <laughs> like, that? it sucked. But I was like, okay, like, I'll just go to the gym. Like, I was like, that makes me feel better. Like, I'll like – because, again, like, if I can – I certainly have the time to.
1: Shout out to the gym, though. Shout out to the gym. Yeah.
0: And I was like, I certainly have the time. It'll make, like, and then it was like, okay, well, then I started drinking more water and eating more food. Very, very, very basic things. Right. But then I was like, all right, cool. Like, that's sick. And then I'd feel that little bit more inspired. And then after that, I would have that little bit more clarity. And instead of bumming, I was just in a slightly better headspace. And like, I would just be like, what would make me stoked? Like, I don't know. It would be sick to actually be in LA, not San Diego. Right. And then it was like, all right, cool. And, you know, I'd sit on that. And then I would like listen to interviews of people that inspired me that were killing it in LA. And I was like, oh, cool, cool. And then I would come up and like all these little tiny things. Yeah. So insert in
1: here a book that everybody should read Atomic Habits. I guess that's everything you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, Tiny, tiny changes, Yeah. tiny, tiny habit changes lead to giant changes. That's what it is. Yeah, and it's like the idea of New Year's resolutions and yes. big- Overnight changes—they just are scientifically proven to not work. Yeah, you have to just do the tiniest things. So, like, if you want to start working out again, like you said, go for a walk. Like, yeah. start there. Yeah, like
0: you don't like if like it's intimidating to, to, be, to, go to, to go to the gym. You don't have to go to the gym six days. A go week. do just push-ups go, or something. Yes, like, do
1: ten push-ups tomorrow and go for a fifteen-minute walk. Start there.
0: But no matter and, what you do, like at least do your tiny catalyst thing that right. gets it going. Yeah, that's so and important. that's it.
1: Is it could be like thirty seconds of jump roping. Start yeah. there. What? it's so small. And then those things just add up. And those are the things that change your life ultimately.
0: Two things to conclude that. Yeah. The thing that wasn't said when I heard that was it changed my beingness. Yes. Because I was being like mopey. I was like being like in my head bumming, And it made me feel like a winner, not a loser. Mm-hmm. Like, like instead of ending the day being like, I don't know. I ended the day being like, well, I did these things yeah. and I was proud of them. So that beingness, like that energy shift, people could feel it. People could be like, oh, like you're in a better mood. And then like, when you're in a better mood, you're going to attract better things. Like that is the thing that wasn't talked about. It's like, oh, cool. Sweet. You're going to solve my problems with going for a walk. Like, no, nah. but the beingness, like as I started to be a little bit more of like, cool, I'm doing this. I'm proud of myself. Um, You know, like as cheesy as that is, That is why I'm about mindset. Like that was it. And also you said Atomic Habits, you're so right. There's a YouTube video that summarizes that book in 30 minutes and I'll link it in this episode. Amazing. But like fucking chef's kiss.
1: I've re- I read Atomic Habits every December. Sick. Just to kind of set me up for the new year. Sick, I'll yeah. share
0: the video with you too. I'm curious what you think. Cause okay. it like I've really- I've watched it. you sent it to
1: me. Oh, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's amazing. It's okay, cool. Yeah, it sums it up. But I like highlight the shit out of it and yeah. reread it all the time. Um, what about you? But so another yeah thing I, I was gonna talk about that I kind of talked to you about in the car, Jonah Hill just came out with a film called Stuts, and it's, yeah. w- it's, it's him interviewing his therapist and they're kind of going through a lot of tools that help Jonah Hill get through some major challenges in his life. And he talks about this thing called your life force. Mm. So if you're feeling like you're stuck in life or you wanna make a change, but it feels scary and you don't know what to do next, you're just uncertain about what's next, you have to just focus on your life force, Mm. which is a pyramid of three different things. One is your relationship with your physical body, Mm. which is working out, like all the boring things that people say, and you're like, yeah, I know. But once you do it, I swear on my life, it works, right? well, are like, you working out are you taking care of your body like are you eating nutritionally dense foods yes are but you like to
0: really like take a second because yeah. that is so important like yeah. i think that validates everything i just said is right like, i'm not that guy i don't totally. care like i think you're much more that person of yeah
1: like, but it, it but it i still agree steps, with you, you know? like yeah. it's like
0: i know it i can i feel it and it's like i think we all do this bad habit i think that like culture kind of makes it a thing is like before you look at the basic things, you're like, I need to be medicated. I need this, this, and this. And it's like, have you like had three square meals with proper nutrition and enough water and enough sleep? Because it sounds so basic. And I know I know the moment of being mad at it. I know. But uh, just to that point- Because there was a
1: time in my life where I ate hot Cheetos and cold brew for breakfast every day. And I would go to my acupuncturist. She saved my life, but she was like, and I was like, I have such bad anxiety, I'm freaking out, like I'm panicking, I'm my stomach hurts. She's like, what'd you eat today? I was like, oh, hot Cheetos and cold brew. Yeah. And she, and I. God bless her for not just like going off on me every time. She's like, okay, so well that does nothing for your body yeah. or your mind. And I was like, uh-huh, and I just kept doing it. Yeah. And the small change I made there that she told me, she said, listen, Add the hot Cheetos in your purse, have it in there, but throw bell pepper in there. And next time you're reaching for the hot Cheetos, like maybe just reach for the bell pepper one time and see see if that works out. And so then I became known for eating bell peppers on stage.
0: Bell pepper queen. Of,
1: I'm bell pepper queen on TikTok. Shout out to yeah. him. Just kidding. Um, actually, no, I love my TikTok. I share really valuable things.
0: So fucking hell yeah yeah! I'll <laughs> to link that shit um, in the description.
1: And uh, yeah, on our writer, I would... I would ask for a bunch of bell peppers like and it was just for, for me to honestly was really symbolic of like oh I'm actually making a change yeah. it's such a small stupid thing like yep. I'm eating bell peppers like apples like yeah. kind of like a serial killer yeah, but really like funny. I love it and yeah. it's you know and, and, and it just kind of started yeah. a snowball effect of like okay yeah. what I'm eating is actually affecting how I feel and yeah it's
0: you know. so continue yeah. though so that's so
1: then the second layer of the pyramid is your relationship with people yeah and a, a huge thing is that connection is the opposite of depression right so Mm. like when you're going through a huge life shift and i went through this and i kind of wish i saw this jonah hill movie then but it wasn't out and it's okay but i really isolated myself from people and Mm. so even if you're going through a big life shift and you feel really alone in it and you feel like no one can understand still try to Meet up with your friends, have lunches, like do regular things because you've got to pull yourself back into real life, you yeah, know? Yeah. And I think about I think about that layer because I went on a hike. Um, you know, my friend Madison does LA yeah, Hike Club yeah, yeah. and they did this really cool tree planting situation. Situation. And <laughs> it was really fun. We went and planted trees and did a little hike. And on that hike, I met this lady who works at Allbirds. And from that, I then started a partnership with all birds. Right. That's how that happened. Yes. It happened on a hike. And it's like that layer of like, just go out and do things without, without a purpose. And, and, and that's, once you just start doing things that kind of align with your interest, things will come to you that are meant for you. Right. And the second you start saying no to things that no longer resonate with you, the things that aren't meant to be in your life fall away, yeah. you know? And so stay connected to people. And then the last part of the pyramid is your relationship with yourself. Mm. And it is just, I mean, as cheesy as it sounds, it's just like learning to love hanging out by yourself and like learning to ask yourself, like, who am I? What do I mm. want? Like, yeah. what makes me happy? Oh, that's kind of like
0: my, like asking myself like a kid moments. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 That's really cool. So I, I go love,
1: watch that movie, everybody, because it's amazing.
0: Yeah, I actually still need to watch <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I probably, in retrospect, I wish I had done more of that. And and same, yeah. Actually, I do have an example of that changing my life as well. Okay. Because I, again, if you do know me and follow me, you know I love cars. And, Do you? Uh, I, didn't have know you that,
1: heard? I didn't know about that.
0: About oh, yeah. This is actually a Mercedes hat. Oh. Yeah. 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 Okay, cars, okay. And then the, is the, yeah, a little Porsche crest on it. Yeah. It,
1: didn't no. know. Okay. Yeah. Cool.
0: Um, But when I was out in California to start, I mean, I could, I had a Honda Civic, like I, I couldn't afford anything else. It was, shout out to Hondas though. Shout out to Honda Civic. They're Civics reliable. Getting people through it. Like they are reliable. Through it. <laughs> um, And I was like, well, I love cars. And I went to this car meet and it was Kind of far, but and I didn't know anyone like it's a little bit vulnerable, whatever. But I was like, I love cars. I love this spot. I saw there a dude who I now like work directly with, who is the co-founder of Race Service, which is the company that I'm so happy at changed my life. But I just saw him pull up with his car and he had this sick Mercedes GTR. And on the side of it, it had that brand of uh, Vetmont. I like, I just thought it was funny. I didn't know. Like, I, I was just like, oh, that's funny. Like, did you do a collab? And he's like, oh no, like they're known for ripping people off. So I just ripped them off. And I was like, that's really funny. And we just got along. We started having a conversation. It wasn't until years later that that turned into working with him. But I look at that moment as one of the most formative moments of my life. Like one of the most that's fateful so cool. moments. Yeah. And like you're saying that it's like, if I was in a bad, I was in a kind of bad space. I was lost as hell, and I was just like, "Well, treat yourself. Go to a car meet," and like that little moment. So it's like you regretted isolating yourself, and I think I do too because I think both of us have that feeling of like, if I don't have it perfectly figured out, I don't want to be around my friends because I'm yeah. like not a, not even consciously embarrassed by it, but it's just like if I'm off, I don't want to be around people. I right. always want to be on. But by just going out and doing instead of thinking all the time, like it just it's there's not a method. You can't break down why it works, but it just is good. Well, it just
1: (laughs) takes you out of your self loathing, I guess, in a way, you know, like you and I are. We love sitting around and thinking about we stuff sure and spiraling do do some thinking. and reading and like big thinkers, writing and just, we are thinking, you know, we are just overthinking. Should we
0: talk about how you're trying to bully me into not setting goals? Cause I think there's actually something. <laughs> yeah. There.
1: That's actually kind of, yeah. So what I will say about that is I have spent the last almost three years making myself Care slash self growth, my full time job. I've put Mm -hmm. it above everything else. Yeah. Um, And so I do want to say that. Like I've put in the work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really have. Yeah,
0: and that's that and, is and, and important. like anyone
1: around me will back me up on that. And you know?
0: good for validating that because it's true. Yeah, like, you have and, hours, and it's in. not to
1: be like I put in the work. Like it's not, it's not to like brag in any way. But I I think it's so important. Like it was so important for me to move forward. I was stuck in all these patterns that just kept repeating, and I was like, I got to put an end to this. Like, how do I figure this out? You know. So that looks like therapy and reading the books and listening to podcasts. Pos- podcasts and journaling and meditating and it's all like the all stuff. the things that people tell you like i absolutely promise from the core of my very <laughs> being these boring things they help and they add up and mm-hmm. i promise meditating it's so stupid in the beginning but then one day you're like oh no 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 this works mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. anyway so i will say it's very important i think to like just go on a quest to figure out who you are mm-hmm. but then once you do that, just let life be right. Like Mm. I'm, I really want to enter an era where I don't set any goals Mm -hmm. and I just kind of like, let life bring me what it needs to bring me and go with the flow and say yes to things that I feel good about. Say no to things that just don't feel good. Yeah, You know, if it's not a hell yes, then it's a no love keep doing that. And I really believe then like the things that are meant for me will find me. I'm doing a challenge. I'm trying to convince Andrew um, that I'm not going to set any goals for the next six
0: months. And I, I, I love, <laughs> I love this back and forth on it because I, you love point, a goal. <laughs> I love a goal. I love a goal because I'm so goal. Like I love looking at a list. I love looking at my life and saying, cool, here's where I'm at now, taking inventory. Where do I want to be? What are the steps? I love breaking it down. I think anything can be done if you break it down. You know, I talk about like three steps. Like there's always three steps you can do to like get something going, even if it's small. Like you want to paint your house, like you could probably start looking on Yelp or you can figure out if you want to do it yourself, whatever. There's always something you can do to get started. So I look at goals and I'm like, this is the, that's the highest end of that. However, the point that you make to me where I think it's a great challenge and I love it is like if you get so literal with your goals, you forget that life is happening around you and you're not present. And if it's not in a box or if it's not on a list, And you're like out on a wonderful night with friends or something's happening. You're like, why am I doing this? This isn't productive. This doesn't go to my goals. And then you like look at your life for the last five years and you're like, I wasn't present for anything. And Mm -hmm. I was just chasing a bunch of goals that I thought would be what I wanted and then they're not. So I understand that side. And goals are super important to know it's like your compass, like check in with your compass, you know, because we if you were to have a bunch of goals for Emo Night, Ride, or Cry, like. If you only stayed to those and you never checked in, you'd be in a bad spot. So I think like, and on the other side, it's like if you wanted to get to the spot of fitness, personal training, wellness, all of these things, you should know that that's the goal. I guess my point to not ramble is I like your pushback on goals because I think that I've gotten too literal at times. It's like somebody once said, he's like, don't focus. Like if the goal is like getting your Ferrari or whatever the fuck car, like, don't write red Ferrari on there because if there's a white one that's perfect and you're not even looking at it because you're so tunnel vision on red like you're fucking up so I think that's the balance of goals it's like know where you want to go and then chill yeah I think it's important to know where you want to go I'll fight you on that forever like you need to know where you want to go but once you know that what does that mean though like, I, I mean, like, to me, I want, like, my goal is, like, I want to inspire as many people as I can with this podcast. Like, okay. it it monetarily, like, it makes that's no not, sense. But you're doing that right
1: now.
0: Right. But that's, like, perfect example. I get lost in that. I get mm. so hard on myself. I'm like, the numbers are shit. I need to get yeah. another camera. Um, yeah, I need to do this. but those are, like,
1: your – the goals right yeah but when you take that away you're doing what you want to do
0: and that's the perfect like that's your you're my perfect balance to that because yeah. the, i lose sight of that like i'm like i want to do this and you're like you're doing it yeah. and i'm like no 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 but i need to do it yeah. and you're like okay wait, it's like, you're like we doing keep
1: it. focusing on this future version of ourselves yeah without realizing yeah. the we re- are that person already yeah and we don't need to change anything about ourselves because if you're constantly focused on this future version of yourself,
0: yeah, you're literally losing
1: sight of how far you've already come, how cool you already are now, how beautiful every present moment is, right? Like every moment that's happening, that's all that's going on. There's nothing else happening. And so
0: the more you focus on the
1: future, just like the more you're taking away from, the present, just the present moment, you know, and I really regret I I'm telling you right now in the six years I did Emo Night, I was present for maybe one percent of
0: it. And we talked about that. I was that, constantly even in the last, yeah. worried
1: about the next thing. You know, I was doing one Emo Night. I was like, oh, my God, tomorrow there's this meeting. I got to get on this flight I have to talk to this person. And I was, I can think of literally two emo nights that I was present. I put yeah. my phone down and I decided to be in the present moment two times out of six years. And every other time I was like so hectic and
0: goal oriented, goal-oriented, goal-ori- <laughs> yeah. and not even
1: goal oriented, but, but like, just, you know, yeah. Like worried about the future. Yeah. And it's like,
0: Fuck. no, that you, wow. You, you got me. Like, I know, like, like, this is like us recording a podcast, but like, for real, like, we have this conversation all the time. And like, what you just said to me there, like, when I was like, I want to inspire these people. And you're like, you're doing that. You're doing that. Like, you just fucked me up. And then going back to not (laughs) being present with emo night, like, because of only focusing on the future. Like, fuck. For what? Fuck. that
1: stuff's still going to happen.
0: Yeah. That meeting's
1: happening. I'm still getting on my flight.
0: There's somebody listening to this right now that's like, oh, sick. Thank you. Like, we're good. We did it maybe to play devil's advocate a little and talking about the career pivot episode is now we are both in positions where yes, we will always have future goals, but at least we gave ourselves the platform to be and do the thing, like to be the people we want to be and to do the actions that fulfill us. Mm -hmm. Because if I wasn't doing the podcast, if I was still doing and I didn't share all the iterations of my life to get to hear of like what happened after the band, but like, Any given, like, take me back to production management and supplements. Like, I don't have the platform to do a podcast. Like, I'm fucking miserable. Mm -hmm. At least give yourself the platform where you're stoked on your future goals. Right. And that, like, I think that is the thing is, like, you can feel when you don't have that. Yeah. And, I like, we should celebrate the struggle. Like, we shouldn't bail and make career pivots when it's hard. But when you don't have that platform and you just feel like you're fucking existing for somebody else. Right. Fuck that! Yeah, like it really there, is about then learning then to exist no for point.
1: yourself. You've got to learn to exist for yourself. The other night, I was at home listening to jazz, d- cooking dinner, just like smiling ear to ear for no reason. I was so happy. Yeah, like I was just stoked.
0: Yeah. And
1: if a year ago, a year ago, you told me that that's happening, I'd be like, okay, okay. Yeah. I'm cooking. Like, yeah. <laughs> I fucking hate cooking.
0: Wow. Love it. I yeah. love it.
1: And I just had. I don't know. I just want to like just feel good in my skin and like feel like happy with whatever's happening. And I think that that's all I want out of life
0: now, you know? But I think like, that's the reason we took the time to record this episode Mm -hmm. is because we now like, and I don't want it to be preachy at all. No, 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 Jesus. No. No, no, God, do we have so much shit that we are working on?
1: Yeah. I had a panic attack two weeks ago. Like it doesn't go away. Like it's not like
0: we like made a decision and it's like perfect forever, but like it just like, I was so stoked to know that I might fail when I finally aligned (laughs) myself again. When I was like, cool, I'm not doing the thing that makes me miserable. And I'm like, I don't know what happens next, but like, holy fuck, I can be myself again. That is a feeling like if I could encourage anyone and all of that, like, I can't tell somebody what their self is. I can't tell them what that compass of life is and that feeling but like, you just know, like, you know, when that fucking compass isn't aligned and you're that far off, if it's north and you're pointing like northeast, cool, run it. You're good. Life is going to give you that. But if you're south, like if it's, you know, and that feeling like I like, if if anything we shared could help somebody be like, fuck, I'm fully south, like yeah. start turning it. Good. Done. Yeah. That's how I feel. Confronting it is possible. Like because that was always so scary too. Like cause when you look at it, if it's too far gone, if it's too fucked, you're just like, I'm in apathy. I I, I it must be nice that you were able to, like, not me. And I like I had this like kind of like breakthrough moment of like, just because it's hard to confront it doesn't mean I can't. Yeah. And there's certain days where I can't. There's certain which days is okay. where I'm like, this is so fucked, like I just I actually yeah, can't. Which is okay. But like reminding yourself that like you can take the little steps, I think was so big because there would be days where I was like, uh, I'm just too And that's such a good up, point like, because
1: like on those days, just let it be.
0: Yeah, yes. You know what I mean? Yes, yeah. Like
1: I still have days where I mean, I've probably have them forever, where some days I literally like I'll do three sessions in the morning and I'm done for the day with work. And I'm like, you know what I'm gonna do the rest of the day? Binge watch some show. Yes. And like lay in bed. Yeah. But and don't, like and I then not feel bad about it. Yeah. Totally fine. Like I feel maybe sad right now. I feel like a little down. I'm not gonna like Overanalyze and be like, why do I feel like this? I right. should not feel like this. Cool. You feel like that? Awesome. But like, don't, it's don't, just don't a get a it feeling. twisted
0: and think that that's forever. That and, was and not my that, thing. and
1: not only that, but like it's okay. Like, yeah. who cares? Yeah. You're sad. Cool. Right. Like tomorrow will be different. Maybe two hours from now will be different. That the more you like try to run away from it and suppress it the the worse it's gonna be like if you're feeling a certain way just feel it like ride the wave dude and it'll just get you right to that next spot of like oh you know what now i'm chill like maybe i'm not happy but i feel okay
0: yeah but like i would have like different moments too of like certain days i was like ah i'm too in my head like like i'm not yeah but then i'd have other days where i'm like i'm in my head this is bullshit but like i'm tired of being in my head so i'm gonna i'm gonna do this one thing to get it a little bit better and like If I were to like go back and tell my fucking self anything I learned, it's like just because you don't want to doesn't mean you can't. Mm -hmm. Like never, ever, ever think you can't change circumstances because that's where it gets dangerous. Mm -hmm. Like that's where it's like fucking miserable, like genuinely convincing yourself that you can't make a change in your life. Yeah. Because it's scary. Like good God, we know it's scary. And like good God, the stakes get higher as you get older, but like it doesn't mean you can't.
1: Totally. And it's, it really is like that. Sort of, um, I think I, I told you about this last time where uh, a, a fitness, in, I mean, for lack of a better word, influencer I follow was um, talking about progress in the gym by showing a roll of paper towels. And she was just ripping oh, yeah, off yeah. one at a time and being like, this is day one at the gym, day two at the gym. And she just kept ripping them and she's like, you don't see a difference Right. And she just kept doing it. And yeah. you don't see a difference until most of yeah. the role is gone. Each of those pieces of um, paper towel like represents like one small step you took yeah. in that eventual change you will see. Yeah. And I always think about that because it's with everything in life. It's like you you can really get down on yourself and be like, oh, nothing's changing. I've been meditating every day for three months and I feel the same. It might click six months later like Mm -hmm. you know it might click a year later but just keep doing those little things even if they don't feel like they're helping in the moment
0: yeah i literally have it written on my wall it says enjoy the process yes because like then on the days where i hate it and the days i love it it like that's my moment to like be present again yeah it's like like even today like i was so tired i've had like back-to-back 12-hour days Mm. and it was it could have been so easy to hit you up and like we're not on some crazy schedule i could have been like later But I was just like, I don't know, like, no, like, it just feels right. And enjoy the process is that thing of, like, no, just, like, dance with it. Like, you're tired, whatever. Exactly. And, like, yeah, even when I am tired and beat, I, like, like it more now. Yeah. And then when I'm fucking stoked, I'm like, oh, shit, today's a good day. All right, let's go. Yeah. And it's like
1: you don't have to show up perfectly anywhere, you know? Like, now I've really – Realize that is sometimes I'll have plans with friends and I'm literally crying and I'll just show up crying. Yeah. And it's sick. Like, who cares?
0: Right. And you that know? goes back to your thing of like you had wished that like you had been with people more yeah, and like yeah. not like And I was like, I'm that. not
1: in a good place to be with yeah. like, what what does that mean? Yeah. Every, every time I go into a social setting now, every I went to the forum for the first time in like three years the other day to see Panic at the disco. Sick. And it was the biggest show I've been to since 2020. And I was so overwhelmed and every conversation I had, I started with, I've I'm insane anxiety. And every time people were like, oh my God, me too. And it's like, people don't talk about it. Yeah, I think yeah, a lot yeah. of people are just showing up to the same social circumstances that they did before the pandemic and are kind of like pretending they're okay. Yeah. I'm just like, at any time anything's mm-hmm. happening, I'm like, I'm. I'm losing my mind yeah. right now.
0: For the record. Yeah.
1: And it and it makes it so much more comfortable because once you establish that you're both feeling social anxiety, then there's no pressure on the conversation. There's no yeah. pressure on anything. You're just like, oh, we're freaking out. Like, yeah. let's freak out together. Hey, five, you know? We're freaking
0: out, yeah. yeah. What I want to do with the podcast is I want to have reoccurring friends. Like, yeah. I don't want to just like continuously, like, I just, just want it to be meaningful. And I think sure. telling people stories is incredible. But then when there is like, people that I think are truly doing cool shit and set great examples like coming in and talking about specific topics I think is really important so I think we nailed this topic mm. and it shoot if we're getting coffee and talking some other time and we think of another topic like fucking let's run it like, yeah. I'd love to have you yeah. But, yeah
1: can't believe we're starting a podcast together so
0: crazy right <laughs> Babs and Andrew found their friends we could probably get a better title yeah I don't know uh, about that. That, that's not it